looking for. All right, got it. Well, let's uh, let's start this thing in three, two, one, and we are recording on Tuesday, August 29th, ninth, twenty twenty three, at two twenty five p.m. Eastern time, with Mister Will- William Ramsey. Excuse me. Uh, talking about global death cult and man i was about to say to you and then i realized i was like let's just start the show is uh just encapsulating it as a whole you know somebody asked me what the, what tomorrow sh- last night they asked me what tomorrow's show was and i was like satanists settling the galaxy and they're like what the fuck and i was like just tune in <laughs> that that's that's my one thesis sentence is is satanic galaxy settlers and um yeah, honestly, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of makes sense. But before we do all that, guys, if you go into the description, you can go grab his book. You can go follow him on Twitter. Go follow his podcast. And real quick, uh, Mr. Ramsey, for the people who maybe didn't listen to our last episode, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is William Ramsey. I was formerly a lawyer. I've actually been a member of the State Bar of California for 25 years now. So um was kind of not, on my best day I was probably like a second rate lawyer but right. I kind of blew out of that and I've, I kind of do some practicing here and there but I'm a much better journalist I kind of was reading a lot and I put out my first book in 2010 and uh, I'm on my fifth book I'm actually my fifth book is at the publishers right now so I'm getting the kind of draft copy tomorrow so that that title of that is the smiley face killers investigating the suspicious water deaths of college-age men in the mm. U.S. and around the world. So that'll be my fifth book. But this was my fourth published 2021 as Global Death Cult. And uh, I have a podcast. I really kind of was a writer and then kind of got into publishing my, or I was the guest on kind of a podcast on Spreaker. And then it kind of grew and I looked at some stats and I was at the top 1.5% on listen notes. I was like, wow, people are listening. So then I kind of became a host as well and kind of worked hard and as a means to kind of get my book out there. And then it kind of became a business by itself. So I have a podcast that according to listen notes is in the top 0.5% podcast in the world was like the top 15,000, maybe it's wild. Yeah. Mostly investigative journalism on a wide variety of different topics, true crime, things like that. What, uh, what led, what led to you wanting to make, I mean, I mean, because you're right. I, again, that first that that just kind of set, sentence, Satanist settling the galaxy, seems absurd. But I mean, the more you unpack it, you're like, well, we are on the cusp of you know, kind of the next stage of of human history, right? You know, going out into this. It doesn't. It might seem like it's fifty, a hundred years away, but in the grand scheme of things, from the Fertile Crescent till now, yeah, no, a hundred years is nothing. So we are essentially. We are morphing into the next, right? The first big step is getting out of the trees, standing up straight, using our thumbs, moving to agriculture as opposed to hunter-gatherers. And I think the next big definitive step would it be A, leaving the earth, and B, merging with machine. It would stand to reason that, you know, and it doesn't make it right, it just makes it probable that the most ruthless would survive. And that's kind of the ongoing thing about you know all these tenets of satanism is is not to be weak not to be you know the meek shall not inherit the earth like the hungry and the powerful shall inherit the earth and to you know cull the herd and to to kill the 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 grifters and the pedophiles and the the kind of bottom feeders the more you unpack it the more it starts to make perfect sense 
Yeah, but it's very much kind of like the original Nazi worldview, like their yeah. killing was towards an end, towards a utopia. So yeah. this kind of group, the Order of Nine Angles, is like a post-Nazi, you know, neo-Nazi, but with kind of a more science fiction edge to it. It is mm -hmm. written and drafted in the time of space travel, right? And they have like the guy who founded David Myatt, uh, who writes under a variety of different names. He's actually kind of a standout, a very intelligent Nazi. I would say that generally not the brightest, but he, uh, you know, had this kind of worldview of like going off into space. He had a hundred, you know, they have a 400 year goal. Like they're thinking in longer century, long game terms. And that involves becoming Homo Galacticus, right? So we're mm -hmm. going to win. We're going to triumph. Just like you said, the weak will get be gone for whatever way and we'll get rid of them and then we'll uh infiltrate and take over like that's those ideas that are you know really formulated fairly recently in in kind of like intellectual history times like he was putting this together in the 80s and people have speculated how many people have helped him or uh, built onto his corpus his original corpus and i think that's kind of one of the mysteries but uh i'm pretty sure he was this the core kind of person this david Mayad character an oddity though is is for something that they want to be so science like the nazis that there seems to be so much value placed on the occult rituals the satanic sacrifice and i mean now the nazis were as well right the on a nervous society they were looking for that stuff they're looking for these mystical things phenomena by annie jacobson's a pretty decent book about this stuff but you'd think for a group that's so kind of ruthless, right? Kill the weak, develop the technology, just the things that have actual merit on this earth, right? It's all flowery writing, but the reality is, is whoever has the most and biggest guns rules the world. It's just what it is. Why the obsession with the with, with the occult? Do, do they know something that we don't? Have they tapped into some? Maybe it's not fully fleshed out. Maybe it's not fully reproducible reproducible in a lab, but is there something there? I would say they believe there's something there. I would say uh, uh, Hitler was an esotericist. I think the whole Nazi party was founded on the Thule Society. You might have heard them, secret society, mm -hmm. secret ideas, a lot of racism. Um, but I think that like Hitler, they lost his library. But some of the library that do exist, I wrote about it in my book, Children of the Beast. Like he was reading what would be called kind of occult manuscripts. And, and they literally have stuff he was marking down and, and listening to. So I think to them, the cultism is a means of like having secret knowledge and applying it. So you get more power. So if you're interested in kind of power dynamics or politics, I think that the ideas of occultism would fit into your kind of desire for worldly uh, power and authority and things like that. So I think that that's why that's, and it's actually much more common in human uh, history than a lot of people know. A lot of these yeah. Kings and things like that had court, occultists or sure. were involved in stuff and, and it's kind of a piece of history that's kind of been sanitized out but it really is the truth it goes all the way back in france england john d a lot of these guys were really interested in esoteric so russia too has its own history but um so i think that they think something's there in the occult and they must be getting something the nazis had all kinds of public rituals and all kinds uh -huh. of stuff like that and this Albert group Speer, kind of yeah absolutely and this group has the same thing like uh same public actually one of the, I think it was somewhere in the near Munich. One of their public places was built on the Temple of Pergamum. 
Like it literally was inspired by where the Bible says there is the seed of Satan, like really dark, heavy duty, dark stuff. Um, so uh, I think that this group is kind of emulates that. So it's a fusing of and kind of the Nazi ideology with the cultism. And this guy who wrote it kind of went through kind of our Western esoteric tradition. So he went through Crowley and I have a whole section of him kind of bickering with uh Michael Aquino, who died mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, who's the head of the Temple of Set, comparing mm-hmm. themselves to each other and who's the more ruthless and who's a poser or kind of kind of got that feel for it. Uh, but um, so I think that that's really what this is. And, and they did have this had real world events like you can read in my book. I have a whole section of these guys who are contacting the ONA or committing crimes with the ideology or how it seeped into Adam Waffen here in the States and mm-hmm. really seeped into all these other kind of weird offshoot, uh, neo-Nazi offshoots. There were Sonnenkrieg and Fewer Krieg in places in Russia. And the Azov Battalion actually kind of pops up in the this whole kind of sphere of ac- activity because a lot of the far rightists here in the States wanted to go there before the real war really broke out last year. Yeah. They wanted to go there and train and attack russians and and hang out with fellow nazis like well the, the u.s is supporting a side that is literally uh suffused with neo-nazism and the sun it's on in rad if you've seen that sign the black sun yeah goes all the way through um goes back to the bevelsburg castle where the uh ss kind of founder was was his name Himmler. but that's an interesting kind of symbol it kind of symbolizes actually goes back to atlantis right so the Nazis were involved in like the whole uh, Aryan race and Hyperborea mm-hmm. and Atlantis. And apparently if the, the, the knowledge of Atlantis was supposedly there was like two opposing forces, the forces of light that were always associated with, you know, peace. But then this darker energy that's symbolized by that Sonnenrad, which is the kind of forcible murder and dark destruction to create a new type of thing. And that's what that, my understanding of what that Sonnet Rad represents. I mean, it's almost comical. It is. That, it almost that. like this guy's idea, like when you mentioned Homo Galacticus, it sounds almost like a fictional book, like he, they're not very serious. But then you realize how deadly serious it is. I mean, it's, it, it is kind of weird. Like the, there, there almost is some like poetic inversion of like four years of, being concerned that Trump is a Nazi who's going to start World War Three, and like now we're supporting a cult Nazi. I mean, it's like if you bring it up, it's like shut up, and then you're like, all right. I mean, but it, it's it's not not funny. Like it, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make doesn't make the death and destruction any less, you know, horrible. But there is something about it where you're looking at it and you're like, this is almost this is almost like a shitty SNL bit that we are like supporting these occult Nazis to the tune of half a trillion dollars, but. You know, to the idea of, you know, is it real? There's a very, if you think it's real, that is real. And then there's also, there's almost, um, I don't know, there's almost an air around it where the very fact that they are subscribing to these beliefs and these rituals in itself has an effect on the outsider. You look at it and you're like, dude, they're sacrificing like goats and shit under a full moon. Whether or not there is real dark energy or not, if powerful people are doing that, you're like, don't fuck with them. Like they're like they're dark. So that's real power. Like that there is a so. real power from that. 
I think so. And I think the people like ridiculed the Nazi party, they were always a fringe party. They were seen as the party of, you know, kooks and weird things, but they, uh, you know, changed the whole world in 20 years, like uh, the whole, you know, culture of Germany changed and unleashed the most vicious kind of wars of extermination. The world is, I mean, they kind of, I don't even know if the Mongols were as bad as they were. I mean, that's probably uh, another show, but, uh, yeah, so like these dark things do, uh, there's a lot of dark rituals and things like that that affect, that a lot of these people, I mean, the U.S. has kind of uh, been ruled secretly by people from Skull and Bones. You know, they're everywhere. They're all over the yeah. place. They started the NSA, CIA, George Bush Sr. Who, uh, they've undergone rituals. I mean, yeah. you, they've seen, there was a guy named Ron Rosenbaum who uh, was at Yale and he filmed some of the rituals. They're terrifying, screaming at people, trauma-based. But it's a known fact that they go into the tomb and have a reverse ceremony. So uh, they're initiated into a new life. Yeah, And those are the people. And George Bush Jr. and Sr. and John Tom Carey or whatever who's still around, John Carey. These yeah, guys are all part of an occult thing. So the people, they may not have it in the front of their minds that these guys are occultists ruling over you. But when you think about it, that's really what they are. And they're not, they're not espousing Christian doctrines at all. You know, they yeah. don't. So. Me, me and my buddy were kind of just bantering, like playfully kind of bantering back and forth with this guy on a, on a, on a gaming stream I was doing last week. And I like mentioned Bohemian Grove and he was like, dude, I was in a fraternity in college and we did. And I was like, yeah, so was I. But the difference is it was me and a bunch of yokels in South Georgia drinking shitty wine and doing rituals versus billionaires at bohemian grove there's a big big difference people with real pull are doing this shit that's that's different right and i mean then you almost start you know and then does that lead to some sort of self-justification is the holocaust are they calling the bad if they can believe that they're doing good you can do a lot more evil, right? That's where the worst evil comes from. People that think they're doing good. It's one. Yeah, man. I mean, if you think it's bad, you're only going to be able to exterminate so many people before you're like, dude, this is just pure evil versus if you think you are claiming your, I mean, what, what do you say in the book? It's, you know, always be conquering more like conquering never ends or, you know, power attainment never ends. If they're doing more and more and more, well, then that's how you can get to the point where we're at now, right? If you have a, you know, we have bases circling the globe and 17 intelligence agencies. If at the very apex, there is a core of people that think that they are removing the weak from this world. Why would they stop? Right. Why the useless stop? eaters, right? Like, it's interesting because I published this book in 2021 before the big kill, you know, shot rollout was. And I, think I know, which is all the more creepy. Yeah, it's kind of strange because I think the ideology is the same. Like, so we're going to move forward. Sacrifice. These people are used to it's a form of sacrifice, and we're going to get rid of them and trick them and uh, select them for calling, right? So I yeah. think that the selection process, I think what we're finding out is those lots from the shot were, some of them were deadly and some weren't. Absolutely. So some people got the saline, some people got the kill shot, and some people got the one that that was uh, a dummy shot, right? So the people who work for Pfizer and probably yeah. all the political figures everywhere yeah. just went through a total charade. I mean, you wonder if this was just like the biggest sacrifice ever. It's just a gigacide, right? I mean, right. you know, theory, you know, everyone knows it's not a new idea, right? The Georgia Guidestone. So if, if they're theoretically removing 7.5 of the 8 billion people, 
that puts every dictator in the past to absolute shame. This is number one on the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. I there wouldn't... was a stat. There was a stat. I don't know. You can see. Was it? Uh, there was a report that came out that the, so they were going to really just totally depopulate. But I think there was another study that said one out of every seventy-three people who got the shot in the UK died. Yeah, yeah, that came out. Yeah, like ten days ago. Yeah, and the, the facts kept getting crazier and crazier. It was yeah. like, it was like, yeah, stats after the first seven days, fourteen days, thirty days, sixty days, ninety, and then it was like, and after a year, and it's just insane. Yeah, it's um, totally insane. To 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 kind of pivot, just this popped into my head yesterday when I was reading your book, and I wanted to bring it up. Do you think that so the idea, right? A lot of it's all, you know, have sex under the moonlight and the woman says this seven times and the guy says this three times and to visualize a stargate opening and all that sure do you think that is and i know this isn't an original idea either but it's fun to kind of chew chew is is cern or any of these particle accelerators or whatever the fuck darpa is doing like do you think that they're trying to maybe see if there is a reproducible science to this Probably, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. that the CIA and part of one of the sub projects for the MK Ultra was uh, MK Often, where they were using occultism trying to figure it out. <laughs> so we don't know what the real results were, but they might have, you know. Yeah. But I know people who practice magic, like they say it works. Yeah. So they have responses and people contact entities. And there's things that people think, say, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, they're getting results or whatever. Like, I mean, I've studied Crowley. Yeah, and I can tell that he had results. He had weird things happen to him, like he was trying to contact Satan, like he's yeah. literally trying to summon the devil, and wanted to be his chief of staff. But so I think that these people do have results. I think they brag about him. That's kind of like in their, in that Harry Potter world. They're you yeah. know they're trying to outdo each other with the highest rituals, the most most efficacious rituals, and then brag to one another that they're better. Kind of like in this book, where they're Aquino and Myatt are. Kind of uh, Maya's yeah. just proving himself to be a bigger jerk than yeah. Aquino, more effective. Right? So I think that yeah. those things do happen, and Aquino that's and that's there's a yeah, <laughs> right. But they have a there is kind of an occult underground, a modern underground that's that that the ONA was part of, but it's much broader than that. Where they're definitely communicating and writing books and things like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then right isn't that the image that the the image the sketch of the of the not the alien the demon that crowley contacted and it looks like a gray alien right lamb right yeah Yeah. that was in new york yeah part of the alamantra working he called it so he had all these different workings that took place over time but the one was the gerensis working alamantra that was alamantra so that's he's like the first depiction of the gray alien right yeah right it's it's (laughs) yeah and it's right the aliens are the demons right that's that i'd i always one idea, I think it's a unique idea, so I have very few unique ideas, so I have to pat myself on the back for the few ones I have. But I just had this idea of, like, you know, if you ever see, like, you know, like a video of a UFO, not like the mothership coming down, but you and you can hear other people describe, I mean, whatever you think of them. I know Stephen Greer has a lot of interviews with military guys, and they all kind of say the same thing. You can hear it. I've had on Lin Katai, who witnessed the Phoenix Lights. They all talk about like a peace that comes over when you see these things. And I does that not make you think of like the anglerfish and the little light, you know, like finding Nemo, like, oh, I feel so warm and cozy. 
and then the jaws of hell come out of the darkness. I mean, is that not it? Just a shining light and we're coming down. We're going to give you zero point energy and telepathy and peace and love and stop raping the planet. And you're like, oh, they're here to help us. And I mean, are the jaws of Satan behind it? It's a good question. I mean, I've I've talked to people who say that the UFO phenomenon is just a modern retelling of the old demonic spirits. Yeah, yeah. I had on Charlie Duke, uh, Apollo sixteen. He's like he's like eighty nine. I asked him, you know, he's walking on the moon, and I was like, "What do you think you?" And I never, I had him on four times. The first three times, I never asked him just out of respect. I didn't want to be that jack. He's one of two four men alive, excuse me, that have walked on the moon allegedly for you know to quell that half of the people that watch the show. And I finally asked him the fourth time. I was like, I have to ask. I was like, your thoughts on UFOs or did you see anything on the moon? And he just kind of said point blank. He goes, oh, yeah, they're demons. I was like, all right, straight from the horse's mouth. But they don't do anything. They'd scare people. They threaten. It's always some kind of physical like threat. They're never trying to. They're confusing. Messengers of Deception, I think, was the book by. uh, Yeah. I forgot what it was. I think he had it. He had it down. And I think. so these people probably are having real experiences. And I've also like talked to people, I've had a couple guests on, but these, and even John Mack, who was kind of like a legit intellectual, it was a psychiatrist at Harvard. These people that he had and studied, they weren't just seeing UFOs. They would see their dead uncle. They would have yeah. very, very vivid dreams. They were in some kind of like uh, spectrum where they were just like had a very vivid worldview or imaginary worldview i'm not saying the imagination was fake i'm just saying that they had what would be you know something like a tie between super imaginative and new age mm-hmm. they almost all to a degree had that kind of element you know like they mm-hmm. would, thought they were uh tele- telepathic too you know so a lot of those people who are experiencing ufos seem to be of that type that kind of uh magical worldview type so to speak are they trying to usher in the Antichrist? Are they trying to to prep the world for... Because there does seem to be, from my limited understanding, it's like Satan can't just arrive. Like, they have to ask, right? That seems to be the idea of, like, you have to let it in. Are they... Are they how does that... I mean, is it a simple numbers game? Does it have to be a, a over 51%? I mean, is it like a popular vote to bring Satan in? Or, you know, is that why they're calling the world? Do they want the majority of people to be Satanists? Like, what is, so long as the majority of people believe in God, does it not work that way? What do you think? I mean, because there is, again, if it's a if it's a guy smoking bath salts outside your apartment building telling you about it, you're like, fuck off, dude. But when it's the heads of, like, intelligence agencies or people that, you know, are on the board of directors of companies that wield trillion-dollar budgets... You got to I mean, when you look at a picture of Bohemian Grove and you see Nixon and Eisenhower sitting next to each other. Now, Nixon did say it's the goddamn most faggoty thing I've ever been a part of. But we're all right. Eisenhower. I Just an hour ago, I finished a book on Eisenhower called Secret Coalition. It's all right. But it's it's Ike. It's five star general, you know, supreme commander of the Allied forces, you know, two term president, military industrial complex warning guy. And he's sitting at a table and bohemian growth like you have to take this stuff seriously like what are they doing why are right. they doing it they're not stupid they they might be goofy they might they ain't dumb what 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 are they trying to do not that you have a crystal ball to, but 
That's a good question. I mean, it seems like they're all going for that new world order, that one world order where all the power yeah. goes up to the top. They're not trying to disperse power. And even uh, Biden has given those new world order speeches. It's now, nobody really wants to emphasize that, but I mean, George he's H. just H. like Bush, Bush gave that speech on September 11th, 1991, 10 years to the like to the hour before. Not, I mean, you can't make this shit up. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's OK. But all the numerology in uh, 9-11 is really something else when you put it together. And I think he but, gave that speech on September 11th. 1990 so it was 11 oh, was it was 91 oh okay yeah well, no but um, it's even more important because oh, it shows the Why? primacy of the number 11 to these guys uh, it's the number of magic right so supposedly the occult doesn't matter but uh these guys it ties yeah. into Crowley and all that other stuff it's interesting they brought up Crowley but um yeah so they I think they do so they're probably gaining some kind of power from it they're probably getting through their magic rituals or whatever some t- I mean, that's what Crowley did. I mean, he thought he was getting power. Like he would say, like, I would do these rituals and then I write three days straight, you know, and come yeah. up with it. like his corpus of work that he put out at that time is really extraordinary. You're, like you're correct. It was 1990. I stand corrected. It's okay. But it's important because it's 11 years to the date. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's but, September yeah. 11th. And it go it shows the, the ability, the long-term pre-planning and who, who Bush uh, really was. I mean, that's really my first book was really about the Luciferianism of Bush. It's a Crowley book, but it's really yeah. about Bush Senior. Um, and it, I, I always say this: like, it doesn't mean that the Nazis were evil, right? You got to put that as a disclaimer: the Nazis are evil. It doesn't mean that you don't have to that you don't respect the enemy. You can't, as Norm as Norm Macdonald said, you can't not respect a, a country the size of Maine that almost took over the world. Right. I mean, that, that that's that's not nothing. It's they're evil demons from hell. But I, I I mean, I don't not respect the long term planning and the the efficiency and the compartmentalization of it. It doesn't make it right. Right. I mean, I'm sure you could make an argument about like a serial killer that never got caught. I'd be like, I respect the guy that, you know, covers his tracks, like whatever. But. You have to respect the just the military precision that they have. It really, it, I mean, is that the point? Is that the point is to win you over is to people that have the intellect to notice their efficiency and their planning and their preparation. Are they, you know, is that the selling point? Do you look at it and go, they're not fucking around. Maybe right. I want to be part of that. Right. I mean, right. I think right? they do. Yeah. I think I right? know like Harari and Kissinger. Yeah. They're not from the elite. But they are their servitors. Yeah, I think even Schwab too is probably to a lesser degree. But it's the people behind the WEF as you really should be scared of. And a lot of those guys are are into the occult. Like I just did a show about Marina Abramovich, right? So she's kind of like a witch. Where all these worlds? She's with Queen Beatrix in the Netherlands, whose dad was the founder of the Bilderberg. I mean, fuck. Like she's hanging out doing blood rituals and all kinds like sex magic. Like yeah. stuff Crowley would be doing, Spirit and there Crowley. they are in the modern culture. And a lot of these guys, like Kanye, he's uh, doesn't want to talk about it, but he's totally tied into her. Like, yeah. and Yodorowsky, some of these other kind of magicians, like literal cultists that are around there. So it goes into that kind of thing that you're talking about. Do these guys really believe it? Is there power there? And I think from a Christian perspective, it's kind of like you can see it through the temptations of uh, Christ, right in the mm. desert. Like if you if you 
serve me, all these kingdoms are mine, right? Whether the devil's telling the truth or not is another story. But but if you are a person who wants power, I think that that's the whole thing. The psychology of power is very different. Like people who want power to exercise power and money, they're I mean, very different than everybody else because they see things in power terms. There's yeah. no other kind of emotional thing or I care about you. It's just a yeah. power. All relationships is power dynamic yeah it's all it's all favors it's not nothing's based on goodwill it's favors right. and blackmail yes but i mean I, I don't know i guess i guess to to throw a bone to the the satanic luciferian elite i mean you know i went i went to i went to college in fall 2009 never in a million years thought i'd ever join a fraternity but you're there, right? You're a bunch of scared freshmen. No one knows which way is up. Everyone's trying to get laid. Everyone's trying to get beer. Everyone's trying to get into bars. It's a big. You go from senior. You go from you're a senior in high school, big man on campus, to you're just a fucking runt, right? And at a big SEC school, and you're there, and you're like, well, you know, fraternities are assholes. And then you go through rush, and you start seeing. You're like, well, I mean, they have all these huge houses right on campus, yeah, everywhere. You got kegs and alcohol, every drug you want right there. And they every you know they have all their people. They've infiltrated all of the bars. All of their guys are bouncers. You don't need to be 21. They'll just let you in. And you look at it and you go, yeah, they're kind of douchebags, but that's power. And so you join one up, and they're assholes, and there's rituals, and you get in. And it's dope, and I don't regret it at all. It's, in that sense, you're almost like, fuck. I mean, you know, you have a friend going, the fraternities are assholes. And it's like, yeah, but you're drinking with three other guys in a dorm room. Like, I'm there. I've been at school for 30 days, and I have access to women I shouldn't have access to. Right? They have have all the files on all the papers that everybody's ever written. Exactly. You don't need to study, dude. Exactly. You don't need to study. What cost you got? History? There you go. It's going to be one of the... Yeah, fuck. All right. This is pre-internet years, right? So people had all that stuff. I mean, they had yeah metal filing cabinets for the test. And you start looking at it and you go, that ain't nothing, right? And But that's, you know, now granted, that's in the terms of an 18-year-old. You know, now I don't... I'm 33. I don't care. But that's very appealing. So why is that? Why can't we extrapolate that to today? You're going, all right, work my hardest, try to get up there or go rub shoulders with the satanic elite. And hey, Tommy, your podcast, you're number one now. I think there's a lot of that get made. And I think it's interesting you brought up the Bohemian Club because it's really the people talk about the foundation systems like Rockefeller Foundation, Gates, very powerful. But there's also a club system of older clubs that these guys belong to that are huge power, like going back to the Dead Pilgrim Club. And some that really aren't even uh, studied. Like, I mean, and George Bush Sr. was really involved in a lot of that stuff, like super high-end Brahmin uh, wasp clubs and stuff like that, that people don't even, I forgot the names of some of them, that aren't really to the public. But those are where a lot of these deals happen. And like FedEx, one story I remember is like the creation of FedEx like the act, he was a skull and bones man, but I forgot his name. But like they they deliberately made the U.S. Postal Service crappy so that the FedEx could fill that role of getting uh, documents to to each other. That so it's an example of like how these connections can really uh, become a business thing, and that's how Dick Cheney kind of came in. Is that he was a guy who said, "Yeah, I'm going to go that route." He's from Nebraska. I think he was born in Omaha, Nebraska, but he went the kind of, he said, I got a contact at Yale, go out in Yale. And that was the contact. And he was a good, loyal servant. 
Yeah. And made it, millions. It's millions. Yeah. And it's, I guess the difference in this is you pledge up a fraternity. Like, you, we didn't hurt anybody. I mean, you, you, you physically hit pledges, but that's whatever. But I mean, like, you're not stabbing your best friend in the back. You, there's none of that. I'm sure it's probably happened somewhere. There's no, no one's raping anyone. The difference, I guess, with this is people are actually paying the price for your gains, right? No one lost. I didn't take beer out of someone's mouth, right? You just got access to this club. And I think that's the difference is maybe I'm, maybe I'm a weak human that needs to be cold. But like, and I think you are, and I think most people that listen to this are, is like, yeah, I couldn't do that if it's, if it's going to fuck someone or if you're going to destroy a whole nation, right? If you're going to use some predatory loans to, you know, Libya and you're like, you sell them roads. And then when they can't pay it back, you march in there with an army and take their resources. And that's, I can't do that, but it seems like that's how this stuff works. So I guess my point is, is, is there a bigger game, right? College is four years. It feels like an eternity when you're there, but now I've been out of college for 10 years and it's just blink of an eye. It's over. Is that what this life is? Are we here in this this three dimensional or four, you know, three plus time? Are we these meat bodies with these desires, right? You have a penis or a vagina, and you know, food tastes good, and you know, lethargy is fun, and glutton is fun, and indulgence is fun. And the shortcut is to it seems to be to go through these occult groups and hurt a lot of people, but what does it matter? That's real power is the catch that you know is god real are we really souls right. and so you know that what feels like an eternity eight decades that might be as minimal as four years of college and now all of a sudden you've got fifty thousand years of i don't know burning in hell and it's like yeah man well you you started the iraq war and you had your fun but hey you know bud you're dealing with this now is is that the a great question i mean that's a fine print yeah I mean, it's a different worldview right Sure. Like if you're gonna go, I guess you know, two roads diverging in a wood. Like yeah. you can go the religious route. Like I'm not gonna hurt anybody. I'm looking for putting my coins in heaven. And then there's the materialist that I want my coins in my own bank account. Yeah. And go screw you know, go screw you know, screw everybody else off. So I think uh, it's really kind of the worldview. That's probably why you can't do it is because you have the worldview of. Uh, <laughs> The non-materialist. I don't, I'm not a materialist, so yeah. I but the thing is, is that the if you look back at the you know religious movements, the beginning of Christianity, that was the conflict. Is everybody else is like Christ is saying, put your coins in heaven. That's where your heart will be. And then you have all these pagans who are just like, yeah, we're yeah, they're, they're that's their version of a Darwin. It's like we're here and then we're going to be done and that's it. Yeah. So. They, they might, I don't have an answer to that one. I'm, I'm sure, I no one does. I mean, if you did, it would kind of that you know that is, I guess, the answer, the question of life. But I guess I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's a uh, that's Russian roulette. That's a big gamble, and uh, I'm not playing it. I've gone to the casino. I've made a hundred bucks. I've lost a hundred bucks. Whatever. I couldn't play Russian roulette, and that's how I'm looking at this. It's like, wasn't there a guy? Wasn't that the famous philosopher's gamble? Is like you lived a moral life. And that was your gamble, even if there's no afterlife, you're gambling that it probably sounds like, yeah, 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 that probably sounds about right. But I, that's a gamble that maybe you can get it all. Maybe you can be a trillionaire. You can have a penthouse in every city on earth. You can have sex slaves a mile long. But what if there is, what, what if it's all real, man? 
what if you know what if uh you die and all of a sudden you're looking at the face of some indescribably horrific demon and it's like now you got to pay me back maybe there's nothing maybe there's nothing and and i lost out on trying to be a good guy and pay my taxes i'm i i, I can't question i, can't, I mean i guess I that's take, like the human i can't take that right? bet man yeah, yeah i can't take condition. that bet but also i guess who knows maybe again i'm Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a blueprint of neurology that needs to be called out because I'm weak. But it's also like regardless of the bet, I would just I feel bad. I'm I I don't want to do that. I feel good when I do good shit. You know, you, you ever you ever go bring like, you know, go to Walmart and spend 20 bucks and buy some cheap linens and just drop it off at a homeless shelter. You fucking ride that high for a week, man. It feels good. You don't care if they're all smoking crack there, whatever, you know. You give 20 bucks to a guy at a stoplight. He's just, you know what, what, that Joe Rogan joke, you know, I was like, I'm not going to give this guy money. He's going to use it for drugs. And he's like, what am I going to do with it? Gonna go, go get weed and alcohol. Same thing. Yeah, you feel good. I don't. Maybe it's just the ultimate gamble is they're looking at what is real, what is here and now. All you know for sure, I guess in like a Zen sense, all you really know is that here and now exists i mean is, am i a brand in nevada is this a simulation is this conversation that we're having right now is this just a memory technically you don't know if anything's real but they might just have a very corporeal universe view and go all i know is that this is right i have no i have no i have no guarantee that there's an afterlife i don't know what was before this Maybe I really am just a collection of organic molecules bouncing around for a couple decades. And yeah, I want to run the fucking world. They might not be wrong. Right. I mean, it's. You can see those people have lived like you look at LBJ. That was his whole goal in life is to become president. Whatever the cost was. I want yeah. to be president. That you was really it. Gotta... So he had worldly things. A rapist and just monster taking over. Wasn't he? Of... Wasn't he fucking miserable the last years? Oh, of his life? Yeah, yeah, he was like in hell. He was like, like saw alcohol, the demon, depressive. Like yeah, they had they spent a million dollars on shrinks to try to fix him up, but I think it was his. Everything came back to me. Started the Vietnam War. Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff came back as like almost like Saul or something from the Old yeah. Testament, where he was cursed by God, and for all of his sins, which were very many. Like I think he had his his sister whacked, sure. <laughs> Josepha, like all kinds of stuff. You so, think? and probably was involved in JFK, right? So he's oh, a thousand percent. Of course he was. Yeah. You know, I think there were some bigger powers behind even him, but yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Curtis LeMay probably got Angleton in there. Dulles. I think they all were there. Yeah, I think yeah, the they're the all. Jackals. Yeah. Jackals, yeah. Yeah. They all covered it up. They all covered it up through Time Live. You know, this is a Pruder film and all that, but. Uh, I think that you see those examples of those kind of worldly kind of power mongers, right? Materialists. There's there's nothing else. And I think that Nazism is kind of like that. It's a materialist view. It may have some kind of mysterious, mystical kind of like dead, the Hall of the Dead or something like that. But like, it's not like you're supposed to conquer, you know, it's like a conquering, uh, conqueror of the blood. It's like a you know, genetic type thing, genetic warfare uh, is what they their ideas are. Yeah, it does seem to. I mean, it undeniably works in the vacuum of this of this earth, right? It is 
right? I could, if I wanted to, I could, you know, fuck over my siblings, my parents, every podcast guest I had. If I was really want to be as ruthless as I want, if I wanted to be as, if I wanted the most trending episodes, you know, I would do ambush journalism. I would, you know, uh, all this shit stuff I I will never do on this show because, you know, I'm, I guess I'm not a satanic elite. But if I wanted to, I could definitely move my life in a different direction. I could definitely increase my bank account. I could increase the number of women I have access to. I could do all that stuff in the vacuum of this earth. But I would abandon everything. I would lose all friends. I would lose all family. I'd probably lose the love of those who love me. But in some categories on some Excel sheet of, you know, zeros in my bank account, I'd probably win. But again, it's at what cost? And I think. I always think about is, you know, someone like H.W. Bush and those or LBJ. Do you think it do you think it haunts them? Do you think it's alone at night and they see the faces of the millions of, you know, Vietnamese dead or the U.S. soldiers coming home in body bags and just funerals and mothers wailing? Or are they psychopaths? Does it truly mean are you and I looking at it like, how can you live with it? And they're like, what are you talking about? Live with what? Good question. I don't know. I mean, I would think that they at some at some point it would like come back and haunt them. Does I would it not think they eat would you gonna... alive. Yeah. I mean, they've done some horrible stuff. Like the most George Bush. Yeah. What has Bush done? What did he do? Granada, uh, or was it Panama? Right. Yeah. And then Iraq, first Iraq War. Yeah. Noriega, so, right? Yeah, Noriega. You do Don't all the God only knows what other stuff he did. Is that's the, the shit we know about? Yeah, I mean, right, right. That's we're talking about this. You probably some guy in there like, oh yeah, yeah, man, that was the worst. That's the yeah, tip I mean, of the iceberg, baby. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I, I, it's a good question. I mean, I don't know what their lives are like. Like if they block it out, drink it out. I mean, you know, Angleton, I, I James Jesus Angleton was raging alcoholic. He was gaunt. They said he looked like a demon, and was that quote towards the end? He's drinking and he's like you know i was in the cia with uh you know a lot of men who are in hell and he takes a sip of his drink and he goes and i'll probably be meeting them there shortly right, right? and it's i mean and then angleton was ousted from the cia there's an interview with him years afterwards and he's talking about the cia and this that and the other thing and the report at the very end goes do you miss it and he goes totally like in totality that's all i've ever wanted and now i'm out do they i mean do they regret it you you know does dick cheney look at the iraq war does he feel anything or is he looking at us and he's like yeah. you had no idea of the power i had in my hands right he had all yeah, the power yeah. through the fusion centers and all that I was stuff like, god yeah i yeah. you know i used the department of homeland security and just ran the, i mean i did everything i, I assassinated my adversaries wellstone yeah anybody who got up got intimidated i actually went out hunting and shot a guy in the shot face, him in the face and he apologized to me like that's, that's real power, power. yeah but that's real power you look at someone like angleton and he drank himself stupid that implies that he felt yeah, i mean or are they not psychopaths do they truly believe in what they're doing I mean, and I think they... that's not uncommon. There's a lot of those guys who drink themselves to death. I think Frank yeah. Wisner was one. Yeah. Who, like something happened in yeah. the East Block and he cracked and went crazy and then drank himself and then killed himself. Or, yeah. Like he just couldn't, he couldn't handle it. There's I not mean, a... 
yeah. local people that he had, tr- had trusted him, he just said, there's nothing I can do for you in Hungary. And they just went into the Soviet system never to be seen again or something like that. It's, Wild it's shit. Stuff. Yeah, heavy, heavy dark stuff. Maybe if you truly believe you're doing the right, maybe they're looking at it. Who, who knows? Maybe they are wiser and more pragmatic than you and I will ever be. Maybe they look at this and they go, the United States is, for the most part, about as free as you can get. It's not perfect, but, you know, we are essentially animals. We are chimps who will tear each other from limb from limb. We have a momentary reprieve from it because we have access to food and water. So we act all, you know, kind and, you know, loving and have manners. But that's a veneer. They go, the United States is like a government by the people for the most part or, you know, as best as it can be. It's full of natural resources and it's separated by two oceans. This will never happen again. And you know what? If we got to stack bodies a million high to make sure it hap- uh, keeps going, we will. And you can hate us and you can think we're demons, but in, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they truly believe doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it accurate. Maybe it does, but maybe they truly believe it. Maybe you don't need to be a psychopath. Maybe if you truly believe, right? I mean, General Paul Tibbetts, right? He pilot of the Nola Gay said he never regretted it because he truly believed he was ending the worst war known to man. Was he wrong? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I can't run an alternative timeline. Would we have really lost a million soldiers in Japan? I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't have. Maybe we would have lost 10 million. Yeah, but those island fighting is some of the most vicious stuff. Yeah, you would so they had all seen, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Had some, uh, they had some data points that said, yeah, you're going to get fucked. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, you know, so it's interesting, though. But those are interesting questions to ruminate on. Like, what are they thinking? Are they thinking just on power terms? Is America's the best? Or, I mean, I think it's kind of like the U.S. post World War II was at mm. a, a place in history that was that never nobody had ever been before, ever. where you had one country that was untouched. Really, uh, Russia was a wasteland. I mean, it yeah. was done. Like they were all the the stuff. The boogeyman of the Russian Empire was uh, overstated to the benefit for the benefit of the elites here in the States and always was, it still is a kind of a boogeyman, but uh, I it, think that they, they were at the, at this level of power and look at all of the overthrows globally. They did the yeah. U S over outdid the Nazis. Really, oh yeah. Yeah. By a factor of 10. Yeah. Probably. We just had a better PR department. We called it Very freedom. Yeah. We, we said, don't go in there with marching armies. You send the CIA in there. You idiots. What are you doing? You gotta, you're head, You gotta brand it. It's, I mean, I mean, maybe that's maybe you and I are looking at it from 2023. Maybe if you went back to 1950s America, who knows, man? Maybe it's just a contagious high. You go in there and you're like, we're running this fucking world. Maybe you and I aren't any better than them. Maybe it's easy for us to criticize it in hindsight because we're both doing a podcast. You know, maybe if you're a, a modern day god, if you're a king, I mean, they were Caesar. Who yes. knows? Yeah. Who knows what would happen to me? Maybe I would be completely taken over by. I, you know, I don't know that. You're at the, you're at the, you know, the forefront of a new frontier. We're going to the moon, like that's that's wild shit. That is like cocaine times a thousand. We just won the war. We dropped a nuke on a country. And now we're going to the moon. Get on board. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's. Now we have a reach that you know nobody could reach. Like the 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 Nazis just were fighting in land close to their shores. Yeah. The U.S. could transport its power anywhere. 
Really, yeah. I mean, through a variety of different means, it really is extraordinary. We blew up Soleimani on a highway in another country near an airport, and nothing happened. Nothing. That's power. Fuck getting shot in the face and apologizing. That's power. I can't go to the airport. We destroyed Iraq. I mean, (laughs) Hussein was like, hey, I'll negotiate. No, uh, the time for negotiation is over. We're coming in. Yeah. God. But, you know. I think about I think Annie Jacobson talked about it in her book uh, the Pentagon's brain about DARPA. She's going into John von Neumann and the H bomb and all that stuff. I think that was the book. And they're talking about like the so one of the Soviets get Joe one, their A bomb. I think it was fall 1949. So we essentially had four years where we had the A bomb. We knew they were going to get it. I think we didn't think they were going to get it till the 50s and they got it quicker. Um. But there was an open debate, like not not private or classified, like like it was apparently it was an open debate on like nightly uh, shows. And it was, should we go nuke every power center of the Soviets? And then and and if they start getting the antsy, the Chinese, too, and make it planet America, don't let anyone ever get close to us. Anytime we see someone refining anything, just nuke them to hell and no one will ever be able to match us and we didn't we chose not to that doesn't seem like the act of a satanic elite that's kind of a weird now do we regret it do we go shit why didn't we do that why didn't we do that i mean that's right i mean in terms of total power that's what you would do right yeah i think so like somebody pulled pulled it back like i don't know why yeah i think that there were other stories weren't there stories that lbj and Nixon wanted to drop nukes, and people were like, "No way, you're dropping a nuke." I think LBJ. Oh, in Vietnam, they wanted to. They yeah, wanted they to just drop said, "No bombs. way, I'm not dropping it." Yet. They wanted to like light all of Vietnam on fire. Yeah, so that may be kind of the reason. Like there was some lunatic uh, in there, like uh, Doctor Strangelove, like nuke yeah. them and we'll live forever. And yeah, like, yeah, I don't think so, Bob. We're not doing that. Yeah, I, I, I'm hey, not hey, obeying hey. your order. Hey Bill, sit down. You you drink yeah, it. Yeah. Fire it. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know, man. And it's to kind of pivot back towards your book, because I just realized we've got completely off the rails another week. Not really though. We're kind of on topic. Is they do mention in it, you know, the people to kill and to cull includes the pedophiles. Now it seems like the satanic elite are almost synonymous with pedophiles. But what 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 what, agree what, with what, that. what what do you think that is? What what how did they how does that jump happen? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Epstein. I, we've never seen Epstein's client list, right? So it seems like they're all in on it, and maybe it's just like the ultimate power. Like even within the Catholic Church, it's like defilement of innocence. Put, yeah, yeah, defilement of innocence. Yeah, it's and I'm the boss. Ultimate. And, ultimate. And I'm going to traumatize you. Yeah, tr- truly traumatize you and ruin your life. So I think maybe that's like the real kind of another kind of power. Like, I think that that's what Epstein was about. Like he really was, it was his power to kind of move people around and blackmail. So he was on a power trip. And so maybe these other pedophiles are on a power trip too. People say that they like, oh, the pedophiles love kids. I've heard the opposite. They actually hate kids. And that's why (laughs) they do it to them is because they hate them and want to just ruin them. You know, it's part of like the sickness. Yeah. So. And I, it is a remarkable, a, like, I I would never think that the American elite, up until recently, now I think there's a lot of pedophilia, but up until, like, 
Yeah. So I just, I think it's a new thing. I think it's a new phenomenon in the last 30 years or something. Are we, are we almost naive for going, Hey, Satanist, you said that you're all for calling, but you said no kids. Is that, is that a naive? It's like, yeah, well, yeah, I think it's naive. This, it's naive. Are, are and you it's surprised actually... the Satanist went back on their word? Like, yeah, no, Satan... it's, 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 uh, I think it's naive. And also one of the aspects of the ONA and a lot of these offshoot groups is these guys are into like torture porn and, Kitty oh porn. yeah yeah so yeah they, a lot of these guys have gotten busted with like you know Hurt 10 court, year old 12 it's like, year old yeah children being beaten and raped. yeah like horrible stuff really horrible stuff so it is part of i think part of this kind of satan that this for brand of satanism i would say there's like... all kinds of different branches but the ona like and that's kind of crowley too crowley said there really aren't any rules and there's all kinds of stuff about him being a pedophile like it's ultimate power own his own admission. Yeah, it's ultimate power. Why wouldn't you know? Maybe the Satanists, maybe the Satanists are like, how do we one up the other Satanists? Oh, they have they so. have one code, uh, and don't we're not pedophiles. All right, let's start. You know who's the, that's the real power, right? The way you and I might look at a Satanist, the Satanists look at the Satanic pedophiles. They go, they're fucked up. They'll they'll they fuck children and sacrifice them. That's, I mean, if the entire thing is power for the sake of power, that's how you would get other people in line, right? That's how you would whip them into shape is be like, no, no, they're insane. They'll they'll cut a child's neck on an altar. They don't give a shit about anything. If you look at all that stuff that went down with Dutro, with these trafficking of little kids and stuff like that, there was a serious element of Satanism and occultism is involved in that. So there's heavy duty, like pedo trafficking, Plus Satanism, and this cult was called the Abraxas cult. Some of those people are still around, but there were all kinds of stories about like black robes and that whole bit. So it seems like it's, I mean, I think you have to have an evil mind to do yeah. that. So I think that the the pedophilia, maybe it's like a, also a kind of like a, I'm part of this club group. Like uh, there, there's the stories of the, um, young girls in Juarez, Mexico, who are being murdered. And there's been like 2,000 murders there. But they think that one of the elements of it is that they're snatching one of these young kids and then they all abuse them and kill them. And it, the group fuses itself together in silence. So something mm. may be happening in all of those groups, uh, whether it's in Belgium or the U.S. or the high elites. And so it's weird. Yeah, there's some pretty, pretty dark, weird stuff going on. And it's weird. It makes me think of like uh, their girl's name was uh, Jufre. Like she was taken aside on the island by Maxwell and Epstein, and they wanted her to have a baby, but they didn't want to her her to have any connection to it. She says, "You're going to have the baby, and we're going to take care of it, and we'll give you this much money." And she said no. But it makes me think like, what were they thinking? What were mm -hmm. they going to do with that baby? And what kid said yes? Right. To that. And I think that that's actually happened. It came out with the whole Yao of God that he was running like a baby trafficking enterprise where he would get, you know, four girls pregnant and those kids are gone. They're distributed all throughout the U.S. or the world. So it's some weird, heavy, heavy, heavy duty stuff uh, with elites, pedophiles. I mean, and like human trafficking, like there's weird stuff going on. It's so. It's almost like a new Rome, like a new Roman Empire, right? So, like, you have this elite class, military power, and then 
like the slaves shall serve. The slaves get bought, sold, uh, they get their organs trafficked. It's just so incomprehensibly evil, right? I mean, it's so, I mean, the Franklin scandal by Nick Bryant, right? They're talking about, you know, the moving of kids for political power, but then there's like one little subsection of the book that never really gets talked about. It's called power meetings. And it's where these kids are reporting. They're like, no, we weren't just raped. They're like, we were taken to this like shack in the woods. We were like drugged and we woke up there and we were all in like cages. And these guys were wearing black robes like with goat heads. And they all had, they all had like rings on each finger. And they all had like, they were all calling each other by the names of demons. Like, you know, this is like whatever, you know, this is Lucifer and this is Satan. And this is, you know, you know, Behemoth or whatever. And that they were fucking these kids. And then like, yeah, they're like a couple of them. They would just grab and just cut their throats. And you're like, how to, what? I don't even like your, your brain. It just, it's almost like the, like saving private Ryan, right? The D day scene where it's just like the shell shock. You just hear like the, and you're like, look, you read this shit. You kind of just dissociate almost. You're like, I don't. It's hard to believe that it's real. And there's that other part in there of the story of Hunter S. Thompson doing something like that as well, too, right? So yeah. there's all kinds of weird things in that. Uh, and at least the original Franklin Scandal book. I forgot yeah. who the original writer was, but it's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. But if you wanted a power to bind people together into silence, right? It's one thing if you know you get photos of someone cheating on their wife. Well, society might progress to not or progress or you could say devolve it might move to a point where I'll, you know if you get a photo of a guy cheating on his wife now you're like yeah are you? what the divorce rate is 50 you know what okay he's a bad husband doesn't mean he's a bad politician doesn't really mean anything anymore right True. 80 years ago that would be big you'd be like oh don't do the end yeah eisenhower like fdr yeah. you don't ever talk about the mistresses right the you know kennedy's got women going at the back and the press is like we can't destroy the image of the president now it'd be like see biden sniffing kids and i can't like, eh. You know, it's like Trump is like grabbing by the pussy. You're like, yeah, but I like his foreign policy, right? It's a, you almost never are going to get to a point where it's like, well, you know, he did wear a black robe and cut a kid's head off when fucking him. That, that is the ultimate blackman. That's how you would be able to get a world leader to betray their own country, right? How do you get on, how do you get a commander in chief to like give the stand down to an army? Hey, get their, get, get their leader, you know, fucking a child. That's the rumor is that all these guys are blackmailed. That's why the, well, the that's the, why they, and, yeah. that's why they do the things they do, like uh, Trudeau and Biden and all these guys have been heavy. They do things so antithetical stuff. to their nation's interests. Why is that? Because that you've got a piece of blackmail that is so incomprehensible. You got them doing coke? No, we have them. Yeah, you know, yeah. raping an infant. You're like, Shh. yeah, they'll do whatever they're told. It's kind of like is... it reminds me of that scene in uh, Godfather Two where they blackmail this the senator, you know, mm-hmm. the prostitute that's all bloody. Like they owned him, they owned it from there. So I guess if that's another power dynamic, like some people go through, I guess. I mean, I think Epstein was doing that. I think Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, sure. They said in Ghislaine Maxwell's closet she had black robes, and you know, there's some occulted artwork she was involved with, and but then. So, there also is like the sort of dissociative mind part, 
where it's like when you hear that, you go, oh, it can't be real. You, I, you, I can believe it. I'm just saying average Joe who's, you know, you and I are having this conversation on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. But there are people who you know, just got to go work for Geico or whatever. And, you right. know, they hear, they go, they're pedophiles. You go, oh, that's evil. And you go, yeah. And they're wearing goat masks. And you go, oh, shut up. It almost kind of, right, almost kind of poisons the well. And not only that, it also poisons right. the well if you hear a kid say, you go, I was raped. And you go, oh, my God. And they go, they're all wearing black robes and chanting. And you go, oh, honey, you had a nightmare. Right. Right. It's kind of, it's, it's almost a false kind of... memory stuff. Yeah. That, but that's what the allegations were in the Finders. Yeah. The and Finders Martin, And uh, it was Frank the... Fuster in Florida. That was all verified. That dude oh. was a full on Satanist. He was abusing kids. I mean, the Finders, right? They found all those like pictures of the, they're like slaughtering a goat and like handing a bloody head to the like babies and the teletypes as like keep the kids moving and. Then the CIA quashes the investigation by the customs agency because it was, quote, an internal matter. What? What? Yeah, you wonder what these guys do with their, you know, blow off steam at night. That's the whole thing. That's what's scary. Like, imagine being George Bush Jr. Like, your dad is in a heavy-duty intergenerational occult group death cult and, yeah and you are the third one in line right when prescott JHW maybe he didn't even want to do it but he's like i'm not upsetting these guys yeah you know? maybe he's like making, my, i gotta outdo him just like you yeah. said i gotta outdo yeah. the other satanists so let's Dad, put 9-11 you, together baby you did desert storm watch this yeah. Dad, i'm gonna do a 20-year war yeah watch this that was the way to sad's love yeah yeah, yeah probably Watch this, September 11th, 2001. Hey, hey I Dad, got you just, guys all covered. Hey, Dad, just wanted to say, got you a little early uh, early present. Watch the news. Yeah. George Bush calls him and he goes, maybe you are my son. And it's just like a cuddly, satanic sitcom. Yeah, wasn't uh, Prescott involved in the whole attempted overthrow? The business plot with Smedley Butler plot, yeah. to fucking yes. get rid of FDR and... You know, the Remingtons Fascist. and DuPonts were going to take 500,000 soldiers from the Bonus Army in 1933 and march on Washington. I'm sure that's nothing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, thank God Smelly Butler was who he said he was. Right. He, 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 not only did he say fuck you, but he actually waited it out. He heard him out. He was like, tell me more about this. All the while, he was taking notes and, even he goes to Congress and testifies and goes, they were going to make me the king of America. Yeah, war is a racket, right? They've had a few honest Americans. And the same thing happened. The guy who uh, ended up getting James Jesus Angleton fire, fired was, uh, what's his face? The uh, guy from the lawyer from Idaho, right? What was the whole, it was part of that? Com- what's that? Oh, the the church. Uh, was it the church yeah, the committee? Church committee, yeah. Frank, Frank church? church. Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Churchill, like I think there was a book that just came out said that the last honest man was about him. Well, you got a cup. It almost seems that it's not like a few bad apples can destroy the whole batch. It almost kind of seems the opposite. Maybe this is a you know a positive outlook for the people watching listening to this episode who have now drank themselves half to death. <laughs> but like you know. Maybe you only need a, a, a couple good guys, right? Smedley Butler, I mean, Eisenhower gives that speech in on January 17th, 1961. 28 years prior, Smedley Butler comes out in 33 and goes, this shit's happening, man. And, you know, you got Frank Church and you get a Snowden or, you know, 
Maybe you only need like one one. Maybe it maybe it repeats itself, right? It's like one only person 1%. to take a stand. Yeah. Well, look it's at like maybe uh, Martin. Look at Martin Luther. He took sure. a stand and just put up the what ninety five theses, and that yeah. was created a whole yeah cataclysmic or Martin Luther King. Just you Martin know, Luther King, good point. Yeah. Peaceful, yeah. peaceful protest, and and it's you know maybe it's more of a you know one percent of bad people could ruin the a, a whole organization, but maybe it repeats itself, and one one good guy, one percent good guy in that one percent, maybe it can undo the evil, and it's. It, maybe that is the point is like you can you can do a little good like you really can you don't yeah maybe daniel ellsberg too pentagon sure papers. pentagon papers everything. i mean yeah, he took a, he got harassed too yeah man. that was a nightmare for him but he still did it he did, i think he did the right thing he was best his best yeah. friend was john mack too by the way interesting yeah. miley massacre i don't know that guy's name but right, right. you're not going to shoot these villagers I mean, there there kind of seems to be evidence of like you you can do good, right? Yeah, and it's you take a stand. Yeah, there were apparently like tens of mylies too. The mylie that was just one that got caught. Like they were just savage, oh. Oh, savage yeah. to the you know uh, city destruction or town destructions like that. That were happening yeah. a lot. So. They're also embedded report. I mean, uh, what happened in world? We have such a sanitized view of World War Two. What happened yeah, there, right? I mean, I mean, I had someone on here telling, I don't remember what it was, but it was like the pre-bombings we did for D-Day. It was raining and it was just like bombs away. And it was like, we don't know if that's like a German pillbox or if that's a town. And it was like, yeah, man, this, this war machine has started. Like, bomb, open the bay. We're dropping it. Are those kids or are those soldiers? I don't know. They were uh, indiscriminate carpet bombing of Germany, and once the war was over, there were concentration it? camps. So everybody, all oh, these Germans are using these concentration camps. Well, the U.S. and and Eisenhower, with Eisenhower's blessing, is my understanding, they uh, starved a lot of people, did a lot of the pretty nasty stuff. I mean, in Nagasaki and Hiroshima were nothing compared to what LeMay did to the rest of uh, the rest of those cities, and it's. I mean, what what his famous quote is like? I'm glad we won the war because I would have been tried as a war criminal had we lost. I mean, the fire bombings of Tokyo, they the guys talk about in the plains, five miles up, they could smell the flesh. Right? We stopped the fire bombings because we ran out of the incendiary, uh, like napalm jelly tubes we were using. We used them all. We didn't stop because we want. We ran out. Right. I mean, General Leslie Groves was concerned that we weren't going to have a pristine city to use the A-bomb on because LeMay was burning them all. They're like, wow. don't touch them. We want to we want to see what it does. Wow, that's crazy. <sighs> and who and then conversely, maybe I'm looking at it through the luxury of a 33 year old that's never seen combat. Maybe you put me back then and, you know, I watch my buddies get their heads blown off in Omaha and I go, yeah, bomb them to you know, my dad's dad was 18. was going to be part of the mainland invasion. He wasn't because of the A-bomb. I technically, I have to side with the A-bomb or I wouldn't be here to make it a counter argument. Right. It's, I don't know, man. It's, I guess the big question is this, is 
undeniably, it seems that Satanism and this global death cult. And guys, if you've enjoyed this conversation, please go buy the book. It undeniably works in terms of power, consolidation, and projection. The gamble is, is there more to this life or after this life? I don't... And that's kind of shitty, right? Because you feel like you should look at it and go, regardless if there's more, you shouldn't do that. But I think these these people clearly work on power, blackmail, and favors. So the only way to effectively fight it, I suppose, would be some divine, you know, retribution. You go, you're going to burn a fucking hell, dude. Right. That's right. probably the You'll only way you're going to make that be good, right? Well, you're also, you can fight them, uh, you know, kind of mental warfare. Like, this is bad. And also, they didn't don't have problems. Some of these guys, particularly Nazis, slaughtering innocent people. I mean, much like these guys with the shot rollout, like a bunch of kids did not deserve myocarditis and turbo mm-hmm. cancer. So, I think that the ideology behind this book is still present in the current pharma pharmaceuticals. Oh, it's been yeah. poured out, and I've said it many times: these people are just as not evil as the Nazis were. People who laid out all this toxic stuff. So. Uh, I think the book is still relevant. I think it's meaningful. And you got to figure out who these people like. You can see this one guy, Plotkin, who was, uh, I think, his, like, he's influenced another kind of pro shot guy, but he was a full atheist. They're interviewing him. Aaron Seary's interviewing him. He says, Yeah, I don't believe in anything. And he's just lying. And you would never take it, put a shot in your body if you saw this whole deposition of this Plotkin character. Like, it was unbelievable. So, um these ideas are there and i think people are these guys are willing they're so cold-blooded they're willing to like harm kids and that's really why this has to go out because a lot of innocent people die when they uh we know what happened during the holocaust but a lot of people don't know what happened when hitler invaded russia he ordered an extermination order Mm -hmm. and just said get rid of all of them they're all useless so they were like the useless eaters of the time and that's why uh, one eighth of the entire Russian population was destroyed. They keep sending it up. Like apparently, it goes to like thirty-five million to die in World War Two. Now we're at forty million. So Americans don't know anything about that kind of loss or anything or no. being afraid. They 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 have no clue. No, um, thankfully, but yeah, no. these these things have to be understood, looked at, and contested against. Really, these ideas, the Nazi ideas, are horrible for everything like they the the nazis almost like it was some kind of divine karma or something like they dealt it out and then they got dealt the same hand like people went in attacked and and those battles on the east front were just the most ferocious things in human history and a lot of those innocent people in germany died too like just a bunch of kids who had no involvement with the politics or anything like that so it was just a disaster a tragedy and these ideas are out there and not like you can see it's in my book like some of these people died like family members died because some of these guys got you know got affected by this ideology there's people got stabbed there's a kid who got killed in california so it just ended up tragedy and then sadly the people who got involved with this kind of nazism they ruined their lives too so they could have done something much more productive they could have been a lifeguard doctor car salesmen instead yeah. they got caught up in this this toxic stuff online and it caused real world pro- real world problems and people should be aware of that so that's why parents have to watch what their kids are doing and boys and 
get them outside in sports or anything, yeah. drama, theater, anything other than Nazis. This is the, some of the most toxic stuff imaginable. So consequences yeah. for people are never good. Never good. Somebody pointed out, like, why are the Russians fighting Ukraine so fiercely? And they go, uh, you know, America lost 400,000 soldiers in World War II. Russia lost, what, 27 million, 40 million? A hundred for everyone we lost, they lost a hundred. They 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 have a much bigger psychic rejection of Nazism than we could ever fathom. Agreed. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were they would just looked at them like they were useless eaters holding up their farm for them. That's the way the Nazis viewed them. Like they were eventually yeah. going to get targeted for extermination, so, so they fought to the to the end and ended up uh back into berlin you know the germans tried to take moscow they were on the outskirts of moscow but they all turned back and um it is kind of yeah karmic retribution right they divide up germany divide up berlin and who knows maybe they're looking at the azov battalion and they're going yeah fuck now yeah it's amazing that the u.s is supporting this it's uh They've just done a great job, the U.S. government, in, pro- in propagandizing the people. Because We're very good at PR. Yeah, it's the best. Because the, if the American people knew there were actual real Nazis, like intimidating these Russians, the Azov Battalion is full of Nazi regalia. They're, they're full of yeah. cult Nazis. Yeah. There's like pictures of those. You're talking about sacrificing goats. Goats. There's literal like yeah. weird occult rituals. You like can black, see the black sun video. and the swath. Yeah. I mean, it's... There, I mean, there are some people, it's just so weird. I mean, people will, in like the same breath, they'll say, I love Trump's mugshot, that fucking Nazi. And then it's like Slava Ukrainian. It's like, does it? Do you? I'd almost respect it if you knew it was horseshit and you were just lying because that would imply some sort of intelligence. Dubious, but intelligence nonetheless. I think you're just stupid, which is maybe even more dangerous. Yeah, it's a shame. It's just uh it's the whole the whole conflict never should have started. It's a huge no. waste of money, huge it's waste of time. Life. It's a waste of Russia. Russia actually is going to come out once it's done uh stronger. They've upgraded their weapon systems, they've tightened yeah. up their economy. Uh they're moving off of the dollar. I mean, yeah, once they the dollar, won. yeah, yeah, once what's, the dollar they're done. Yeah. Yeah, we're done, baby. Yeah, Russia, they've, they've, this has been solid for them. I mean, three hundred thousand soldiers dead—that's no good. But like, you know, as a whole, they're, 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 they're coming out of this much better shape. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They look uh, good. There, there's like a ten to one differential on on troops lost. So the Russians are sending in drones, and the U.S. and whoever's back in this Ukraine stuff, they're just saying go into trench warfare like it's World War One. It's insane. I feel yeah. sorry for those poor guys that died, and all those uh, all those cemeteries are filled to the brim with dead bodies. Hundreds of thousands of men could do something much more productive. So it's, it's just so it's a waste of human life and money, and it's yeah. a march of folly and hubris and all that stuff. Like and they will, they live. These people don't understand Russians or Russian history. Like the Russians, when they fought these wars, man, there would guy go with a gun, and they once he died, the guy behind him, that guy behind him, pick up the gun, pick up the gun and go. That's their mentality. It's a completely different mentality. And the U.S. is uh, there's been uh, people who have underestimated the Russians over and over again, and they've lost Napoleon, Hitler. I mean, we can just go on. I mean, we look at 
there's a comedian that actually Tim Dillon's friend Ray Comp made this point. He goes, he goes, people don't understand. Like we look at Black Hawk Down, where we killed like two thousand Somalis and lost eighteen guys, and we get depressed about that. Like, we don't understand Russia. Like they don't. They look at that and they go, oh yeah, like the Somalis won. Like it, it's we don't understand like true. I mean, we do. I guess World War Two, but you know. But anyway, everyone around that was alive then is gone now. Yeah, we I, we don't understand like, like Sac- sacrifice. real sacrifice. No, I mean that's why Putin is the way he is because he grew up in St. Petersburg. His parents were in World War II, where yeah. it was almost the edge. Like those yeah. b- battles, St. Petersburg and uh, Stalingrad and all that stuff, uh, Leningrad, I guess it was back then, were just incredible. Like uh, incredible. Fighting. Sieges, yeah, yeah, sieges and millions dead and bodies and hand to hand combat, just incredible stuff. Like the Russians I mean, were almost on the edge. Like they, Stalin said, we almost were on the edge of losing. Again, like, yeah. they just pushed it all the way back, and Stalingrad got surrounded, and that was it. It was a march back, two, three march, year march back to uh, Berlin. Yeah, I mean Sevastopol. Right? I mean. Imagine getting shot at by Schwerer Gustav, that that German artillery piece. What was this? Eight hundred and ten millimeter shells. I mean, beyond description. It's just, I don't know, man. Pretty yeah. dark. Um, it's dark, but it's it's uh, uh, some of these people who are conducting this war in the U.S. may have this kind of view of the Russians, like they literally sure. were arrogant enough to say. We want regime change in Russia. So they're going to get rid of, supposedly get rid of Putin. And then they're going to divide the whole country up in 12 parts. They're so, it's totally crazy. Like you guys are idiots. You're so stupid. You should just be trading with the Russians and be happy. They're giving free uh, gas and cheap, you know, resources. And that, uh, it seems like a, it seems like it's coded into like human society, like some natural law that, the most stable course is just a a multipolar world of different kingdoms. Like once you start to, it's like approaching the speed of light. It takes exponentially more energy to get an ever increasing increase in velocity, or every de- ever decreasing increase in velocity. It's like to push the empire so much bigger requires such a disproportionate amount of life. It almost seems to be a natural law of like. Though there's going to be multiple kingdoms and there's going to be like skirmish at the edges, but it's so. I mean, what has been accomplished in Ukraine? What what has been nothing. the military industrial complex well, got yeah. richer, right? Um, there was much more opportunities for money laundering, grift, and graft. Yeah, uh, it's really our state. I mean, people are naive in the U.S. That guy Zelensky is a is a puppet. He's ours. Yeah, and we're going to kill him. Yeah, so, Make no mistake, we're going to yeah. kill him. He's going to be well, very lucky to get to live a long life, that poor guy. So. We're going to remove him. No yeah, different so. than Gaddafi, no different than Bin Laden, no different than Hussein, no different than Noriega, no different than any. We're going to remove him. It's just a matter of time. There will be a time when there's a terrorist attack in the United States, and we'll find out it's the Azov Battalion. But they'll be called something else, much like the Mujahideen was later called Al-Qaeda, and they'll be using weapons that we provided to the Drum roll, fight the Russians like the Mujahideen. Right. 
the newspaper with a Bin Laden on the front it goes freedom fighter. What do you, what do you, yeah, Zelensky, that doesn't, that doesn't look a little similar. It's going to be sometime in the 2030s. Disneyland's going to get bombed and we're going to find out it's some Nazis and we're going to have ourselves another war. And it's just the same thing. A faction that we gave weapons to, to fight Russians. Right. Nothing new under the sun, under the black sun. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. That's, no, uh, it's, it's rough. Shit. America's been war. When, when has the U.S. been at peace? Like, I think it's been at war since its inception. Right? We've had like a cumulative like eight years of peace. Yeah, eight years of peace. Yeah, uh, and we're there. Like, we are not. We're not trying to break ten years. Um, yeah. guys, please go into the description. Please go grab the book. Please go follow Mr. Ramsey on uh, on Twitter. Please uh, go check out all his stuff. And um, did I say we wrap this one up? Coming up. Sounds on good. Yeah, let me minutes. promote my. Promote my yeah, 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 yeah. Plug all your stuff. It's coming. I should be out next week. Actually, it's at the printers. But let me get my uh, there's my my cover. It's it's pretty cool. Smiley face killers, and then my subtitle is where is it? Investigating suspicious water deaths of college age men in the U.S. The world's 400 pages, roughly. Oh, so yeah. it should be interesting. There's tons of information. Oh, I yeah. quoted your buddy Tim Dillon in it. I think I told you that last time. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've all the I learned about Smiley Face Killers through. Oh, actually, a lot of stuff I learned through Tim Dillon. Um, Franklin Scandal, Devil's Chessboard, uh, uh, Family Family of Secrets. Yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff I've, I've learned through a comedian. I don't know what that He's means. He's fairly not knowledgeable. That's what's He's strange. He's not a dumb like, guy. No, a lot of these guys. Uh, uh, either I mean, Rogan yeah. is really smart too. These guys almost, are all very well read. You almost wonder if there's a if that's not an accident. When you learn so much about everything, you have nothing left to do but laugh. That almost kind of seems to be the uh, you, nothing to do but chuckle. It's all so right. fucked. Yeah, but it's a kind of a strange kind of grim laugh, right? It's not. Yeah, a laugh it's, it's of, not. It's uh, not. It's not a gladness. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's a madness laugh. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's a George Carlin laugh. It's a. Yeah. It's a big club, and you ain't at it. Yeah, back. It's a Bill Hicks back into the left. Back into the left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bill, Kennedy was killed 30 years ago. Why don't you stop talking about it? He's like, Jesus was killed 2,000 years ago, and you won't shut up, so I'll give me this one. <laughs> Dude, the greatest stuff ever, man. Greatest material ever. Bill Hicks is, you know, I got, I discovered Bill Hicks when I was living in a frat house in Valdosta, Georgia, and then found out that that's where he was, he was born in Valdosta. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, he was I, a Texan or Arkansas. Might it might have been, but he was born in Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta, oh. Georgia. Bill Hicks. Um, yeah. Oh. His birthday is the first day I ever took psychedelics, which I also didn't know. So my he was a big side. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. Like a correlation is the pro psychedelic view in a lot of these comedians as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the peels it all back from your eyes, and you see it for what it is. Even Bill Hicks. We'll wrap on this. I remember watching one of his shows. I don't remember which special. Whatever. He, he died in the early 90s. But um, he was like, I may sound cynical and like a pessimist and all that stuff. But he was like, never forget, like, the demons running amok. This is but a momentary, like, flash in history. God's love is eternal. And so long as you welcome it, he will be with you. And it's like, he's so dark and nihilistic but you could see these little rays of sun come through he was like don't forget this is just a ride this is just a little tiny trip god is with you 
And that's what I try to remember when you hear about grown men raping and killing kids. I, th- I really do. I think that's my gamble, is that it will all work out. I don't know how, but I think it will. And uh, with that, Mr. William Ramsey, let's wrap this one up. Love to have you on again sometime, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Guys, 